Parish Council has chosen this Wednesday night at 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall to have our annual business meeting. Now, what an annual business meeting is, it's just a time that, that uh, uh, it's a, an accountability time. It's a time that uh, the leadership of our congregation comes together and we uh, celebrate and we share what we've done. And because you are uh, the contributors and the investors in the work of this church, we are accountable to you. We want to share what we have been doing with your investment in us as a congregation as we invest in the kingdom of God. That is the purpose. This has no spiritual ramifications whatsoever, except we are all accountable to the church and body of Christ as Christians. And so that's this Wednesday night at 6.30. Please be here or be square. Now this traditionally has been a time that we've had some of our biggest attendance on Wednesday nights. Or sometimes it's one of the times we have as little as possible. Please be there so we can uh, have a good representation from the church. 6.30 Wednesday night. Next Sunday afternoon we'll be having a church council meeting. You are those that are on a church council meeting next Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. This is kind of uh, getting a, a new start and getting a new beginning as we begin a new church year. Uh, so that is next, two, next, next Sunday. Um, Friday in your bulletin, I know Bryce is going to say something about this also, but the Mitchells have something going on at their house this Friday night. Is that right? Everybody's welcome. Everybody. Uh, is, is the pastor here welcome? <laughs> You're not going to do anything out of the way or anything like that. Bryce, do you want to say something? Yeah. So, hey, guys. Um, uh, the youth are going to be hanging out after. So, is it like, the original time is 9 30 to 9. But the youth are also going to do some like night games afterwards from 9 to 11. Uh, we're just going to be hanging out. Uh, just giving that, the parents a heads up because I know a lot of times. I relate information to them, but it never gets to you. So um, I just wanted to let y'all know about that. Um, I look forward to seeing y'all there. Thank you, Brian. I, I want to say also a very big thank you to Bryce for uh, filling in for me last Sunday. And I was at a family reunion on my side, and uh, I was sharing last Sunday in communion with my cousins and, and uh, had a really good trip. And I want to thank Bryce for filling in. I heard
there's power in the name of Jesus. If we understand the power of prayer and what it can do, we can bring the gospel to the ends of the earth.
pray, please. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for the love that you have for each of us, for our church, for our church family, for our friends and their families, Lord. We just ask that you be with each of them. Each of the prayer requests that we talked about this morning, Lord, we just ask that you would meet each of those needs and help us to bring them before you, Lord. And we just thank you again for the privilege to be here to worship this morning. We ask that you be with our service this morning, Lord, that you be glorified. And thank you so much for the blessings that you give to each of us. And we ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. be saying is an invitation. It's an invitation for the Holy Spirit to come blow his wind on us this morning. If you'll join us this morning very prayerfully as you pray this from your heart. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Thank you. 
we'll be having a baptismal service next Sunday morning. And if you have never been baptized since you've come to believe in Jesus Christ, this is really the first commandment that Jesus asked us to do after we have given our life to him. It's to give a testimony to the world, and that's through baptism. And if you have not had the opportunity to be baptized upon your belief in Jesus Christ as your Savior, see me. We'll talk about it next Sunday morning in our morning service. Our text this morning is taken from John chapter 3, and our main verse is uh, going to be verse 8, but as I was rereading this this morning, I said, you know, I put this into context, a context of what is being said here. So I'm going to begin with the first verse of chapter 3 of John and read through verse 8. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Teacher, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Here's the key verse that we're going to shoot with tonight, this morning. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from, nor where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. I know down here in the South, you all pick cotton. Some of you pick cotton. And you like to tell those stories. Now, up in central Illinois, where I was born and raised, we didn't pick cotton. We detasseled corn and worked bean fields. I know that you cannot imagine what that was like when it's 110 degrees. But it was hot and dirty. And especially after it had been a rain the day or two before, to try to, to, to trudge through that mud, detasseling corn one at a time, or to work the beans, to get a hoe and hoe those weeds out that could not be done with a tractor. Well, those fields where I used to do that detasseling and where I used to work the beans. There now stands, as I visited this place last week, or last year, there now stands hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of turbine windmills. They fill the field. 
generate electric power. Now I know that there's different theories about this. But they say the windmills are designed to convert the energy of the wind into electricity. Some say to even take the place of fossil fuel, such as our coal and our oil. Now believe it or not, there are those who are making this argument. And I don't know if I'm on board with it yet. But the premise is the wind, when it blows the wind, blows, the wind is harnessed to blow the windmills that turns a turbine, which in turn spins a generator that then manufactures electrical power. Now there's a drawback. It is that many of these windmills to produce takes power to produce. And it's kind of a contrary, contrary uh, of opinion of, of what is better, the windmills or the, the fossil fuel. What I'm trying to say this morning is times change. And if there's anything the church needs today is they need to be able to harness the wind of the Holy Spirit upon his people today and revitalize us and provide us the spiritual energies and the power and boldness that we need in our everyday lives today. Somebody can say amen. amen. As I read scripture, one of my devotions this week was from Matthew chapter 14, and we know the story of Jesus walking on the water. And in this story of Jesus walking on the water, if you read that story, it talks about the wind. It's used three times in the course of this story. One is wind was the wind was contrary to the disciples. Another verse says, Peter, seeing the wind and becoming afraid. In the last place, it says, when they got into the boat, the wind stopped. Now, that would make a good three-point sermon for me this morning, but I'm not going to preach about that. I got to thinking about the characteristics of the wind that I want to talk about this morning. The importance of spiritual wind in our life. You know, hopefully you came into this place this morning and you felt a sense of peace, a sense of excitement, a sense of love, and you sensed the winds of the Holy Spirit blowing through this place, through individuals, and blowing the presence of the Lord here. There's a lot of winds that's blowing today. There's winds of hate. There's winds of violence. There's winds of prejudice. There's winds of despair and discouragement that blow around us all. But what we need, church, to allow us to rise above all the fray is to sense the blowing of the wind of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about that this morning. John 3, 8. I'll read it again. The wind blows where it wishes. 
and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. On the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, we read of the beginning of the, of the church, the birthday of the church. And it says that as the disciples and the followers of Jesus were gathered together in the upper room, they had been together for 10 days now, and they had fellowship with each other, they had meals together, and they prayed together, and they fasted together. But in verse 2 of Acts chapter 2, here's what I like. That on that day of Pentecost, as they were gathered together in this place, there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. I want to know if you hear me. A violent rushing wind. That came from heaven. It was a heavenly wind. It was an uncane wind. It came as a violent, whoosh, rushing wind. I want to talk about the wind of God this morning. I want you to know the wind of God is a supernatural wind. It is in, contained in the wind of God is the fullness of his very presence of the personality of God. It is the power of God in the spiritual realm. Notice in this portion of scripture, it says the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that is which is born of the spirit is spirit. There is a difference between the wind of this world and all the dimensions of the wind and all the wind we try to forecast. But the Holy Spirit has its own unique flavor and its own sense of refreshment <coughs> to the Christian today. You know, the original word in the Hebrew, which we take from the Old Testament, means, of, of the wind, means God's breath. Oh, how we would want God's breath to breathe upon us this morning, wouldn't we? Amen. Wouldn't we? Yeah. I say, wouldn't we? Of the wind. For instance, 
in Exodus chapter 14, where the Lord sent a great wind upon the Red Sea, and it the, the, the wind the waves went back as the east wind blew. Think about that. The Lord swept the Red Sea back by a strong east wind all night. You know, this represents, it represents the power of the Holy Spirit. When there are things that we cannot get done, God will make a way. You believe that? When it seems there is no way, He makes a way. And it's through His powerful wind that sometimes He just rolls back all of our troubles and all of our barriers. And He makes the land dry for us to pass through. I'm so glad for that east wind. In Exodus chapter 10, there's the story of the ten plagues that God thrust on Pharaoh. These plagues were were to, were to uh, revive and to reveal Jehovah's power of all things and to convince Pharaoh to let God's people go from Egypt. The eighth plague was the locusts. And upon Pharaoh's confession to the Lord that he had sinned and he was going to let God's people go, the Lord shifted the west wind to drive out the locust into the Red Sea. You, you get this? I'm going to be talking about the east, west, north, and south. Y'all get that? I just wondered if you got that flavor yet. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 23, talks about the north wind. Here's what it says. The north wind brings forth rain and drives away the rain from your enemies. See, God's wind is also natural. It brings forth the gentle rains. And it drives away the rain from our enemies. And then there's the south wind. Maybe this is the one that I like the most. In Acts chapter 27, verse 13, there's the story about Paul being taken to Rome on a boat. And as they rounded the little cake that they had to go around to get to Rome, there was turbulent waters. And they were so turbulent that they, they was afraid of shipwreck and, and they could not drop an anchor because the waves were too high. The scripture says that God sent a moderate south wind to come and guide the sail, to guide the ship safely to shore. You see, God's Holy Spirit, through his wind, also gives us direction in life. You don't know what direction you're going in life, where you're going and where you're headed. We pray for God's wind to blow in your direction this morning. They say that the south wind is good for sailing. Now, some of you may be on a sailboat. Maybe you know that already. I didn't know that. Although I am not ready to get on a sailboat. They also say that flying an airplane, and an airplane happens upon a storm, that they can invoke the south wind.
to make the aircraft fly safely. Anybody know that? I looked this up on the internet, and the internet does not lie. It's what it said. <laughs> but anyhow, what I want to encapsulate in your heart this morning is that God uses wind. He uses the wind of the Holy Spirit. He uses the wind of divine intervention. He uses the wind in nature. He uses the wind to give direction. All for us, as we pray that the wind would blow over us this morning. I want you to know some characteristics of the wind. Number one is the vitality of the wind. When I was thinking of this, I thought of the old nursery rhyme about the three little pigs. You remember that big old bad wolf that come to the three little pigs' home? And what did that three little pigs, what did that wolf do say to the three little pigs? <laughs> little pig, little pig, let me come in. I'm going to huff, and I'm going to puff, and I'm going to blow your house down. And I don't know if that's in the Bible. But it also talks about the vitality of the wind around us. The wind is never static. Did you know that? Even in this room this morning, there is wind blowing. In this dynamics of this room this morning are many different, many different, uh, uh, what's the word, radio frequencies. That is moving around us. You know, that's how we got the internet. That's how we got our telephones. So many things because of the different frequencies that are flowing all around us. I want you to know there is frequency flowing in this room this morning. Unless your unless your internet doesn't work, then it's not flowing too good. But I want you to know the wind has vitality. The wind is always in motion. And God's wind is always in motion. God's wind sometimes brings conviction. God's wind sometimes brings comfort. Sometimes it brings rest. Sometimes it brings things around us that remind us of God's presence in our life. But God's wind is always in motion. Is God's motion in your life this morning? If we will catch the move, sometimes the wind moves us out of our comfort zone. And believe it or not, when we went last week to Indiana, it was 40 degrees at night, and the wind was blowing. And it got us out of our comfort zone. But I do want you to know the wind reminds me before we left,
something that we feel. And I suggest swarming that we allow our hearts to feel the wind of the Holy Spirit in our life. His presence of peace. His presence of forgiveness. His presence of grace. His presence of power. There's the mystery of the wind. The mystery of the wind. What is Jesus up here? And when Nicodemus says, you got to be born, or Jesus says, you got to be born again, and Nicodemus says, well, how can we do that? You see, the wind of the Holy Spirit has a mystery to it. A mystery that we cannot understand. That we cannot comprehend. There's a lot of things in life I can't comprehend. And I don't understand. I'm not a technology guru like some of you. It's well, man, it's a mystery how you all get this all over. It's Bryce, it's a mystery how you get to the word. I don't, I don't understand it. I just know that it's a task for somebody greater than me. I don't understand a lot of things. I don't understand, I don't understand love between a husband and wife. Do you? Especially after you've been married for 48 years. And you look back and you wonder, what did we ever pick each other for? <laughs> and you wonder, how did we stick together? What was, what was there that brought us together that made the glue that allowed us to have five kids and go on 49 years now? It's a mystery. One of the things I don't, I don't understand the mystery of how the Spirit of God works. You know, the Spirit of God works even as Jesus described that birth is such a mystery, so the Holy Spirit is a mystery. That it works where it wants to go. There's the destiny of the wind. The destiny of the wind. Listen, the gale that blows across the earth in days of storm drives or to the unknown, no man can tell where the Spirit of God may lead the disciple of Christ before his life on earth is done. The Spirit, as we commit our lives, he begins to blow in our lives. And he blows a renewal. And he blows as he wills. And no one can dictate to the Holy Spirit just as no one can dictate to the wind. Well, the wind is known by the results that it's left behind. You want to know if the wind has come into your life, is blowing into your life? The wind is known by the results left behind. Y'all remember about a year ago, um, it was a tornado, a bad tornado that hit Mississippi, toward the Mississippi. Y'all remember that? Did you know that um, when we went up to uh, back to Indiana, we traveled the interstate, and as we was going the interstate, there were still a lot of trees down right through this one little section. And you know, it was just real easy to say, something happened here. We could see the evidence of the wind. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the world can see the evidence of the changed life of human beings as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, <laughs> 
much, especially this month. I want to say I appreciate everything, cards and stuff that come in. It's not needed. I just want to know. I, I just had to be a, a Sunday for the, the parishioners' appreciation. And I, I'll do the best I can when it comes time. But I do appreciate you. I love you guys. And uh, I am, we are blessed to be a part of this family of God. May the Lord bless us as we go. May he